reserved. And I'm a very reserved person, but when it comes down to Jesus, there's a fire that's going on on the inside. There's something that's bubbling over on the inside. There's something that has been a life-changing experience. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God. I believe the Bible said with your whole heart. With your with all of your being. Everything that there is about you. Oh, bless you, Lord. Now, I'm not saying that to, to try to pump you up. No, 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 I don't believe in that. I don't believe in pumping nobody up. I'm just expressing myself. Thank you, Lord. And if you just happen to be in the vicinity, I'm going to say, give God some praise with me.
my brain saw than hanging tough. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. What God does, He does well. He does it well. Well, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. God, God bless you. God bless you. I'm, I'm going to ask that you would repeat after me. Not going to prolong the, the, the time, you know, but I, I'm, I'm full. I'm full. And yes, I feel like Kuku for Coca Bus. Yes. Mighty God. Yes. Amen. And, and so let me, so I can see the pages clear. Repeat after me. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are bold. We believe the best way. We believe the best way. Can you emphasize that? We believe the best way. We believe the best way. To face opposition. To face opposition. Is by obedience. To the word of God. To the word of God. There is no plan. There is, there's only plan A, and that's God's plan. There's no B, C, D, Z, none of that other stuff. That's what got us all in trouble. Now, before we go into the word of God, let me protocol and thank God for, amen, an angel of this house. God bless you. Amen. To, to District Elder Robinson, my brother in the gospel. I love saying that. So <laughs> he know what he know what I mean though. It's a humbling experience. Elevation is humbling. It, it, it makes you melt like butter in a hot skillet. Because you know what God had, what it took for God to get you where He wants you to be. Amen. And, and so thank God for all the ecclesia and each one that is here. As I look around at the pillars of this church, the pillars, the pillars, you know, those that was at community. Come on. I, I wasn't at community. Come on. But I was on my way. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know I was on my way. Yes. But I was on my way. Yes, you were. And so then the day came where. Uh, obviously was asked if she was the pastor in church and what the name would be and she yes. said greater grace yes and so as we they entered into 1990 yes sir uh the lord had given her a vision uh -huh. and in that vision there i was running for my That's life right. Yes, and here I am today, still running for my life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Like the saints with Nehemiah, uh -huh. we had no place to go. That's right. You know, we we uh, what we knew as church uh -huh. yeah. had been taken. That's right. Uh huh. It had been sold. Yes. It had been abandoned. Yes. It was burned. Yes. And the saints had nowhere to go. Come on. Come on. 
this is very personal. Yes, it is. This is very personal to each of us, everyone that is present. Yes, God. And, and so uh, we were a scattered people. Yes, we were. I, I was over there saying, I'm not going to church. Others was, was wondering what they're going to do and what's going to happen next. And, and, you know, and, and some backslid and, and people were hurting and, yes. and asking, how could this happen? In my mind, in my mind, I would, I just, hey, I'm through. Right. But God said different. And so in 1990, the turn of the year, I went to Overseer Urban and I said, you know, I'm, 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 I don't want God to drive me off a cliff, put me in a hospital or anything because he was dealing with me. And I became a member of Greater Grace Hooter in the daycare center. Yes, sir. On Lake Avenue in Altadena. Yes, sir. You know, and, and so we were we were in this little daycare center. We would come in and set it up, and we had our little thirty dollar piano, ten dollar drum yes, set, five dollar bass guitar. Yes, sir. <laughs> And we were magnifying the Lord. Yes, we were magnifying the Lord. You know, we were what you would call today old school. Old school. Old school. Other on the drum. You know, me on the bass. Learn to hate the evil 
and love the good. And that was penetrating in my spirit that to hate the evil and love the good and establish judgment that God may be gracious to us. Yes, God. She emphasized that repeatedly. All of us was responsible for cleaning the, the daycare and Come setting on. up the chairs yeah. and the, the instruments. Yeah. And, and, right. and by the time we left there, we had to replace the floor. Because yeah. the little spike heels that the sister was wearing and stuff tore the floor up. all over the place. We would, the, the Spirit of the Lord would come in, we would fold the chairs up and, and, and when everything started, then we would fold the chairs back down and sit down and hear the word of God and preach. Now I mentioned earlier that I, that I was, you know, before pot was legal, I made, I made it legal myself. As I went to work and, and everything, but when I got baptized in Jesus' name, the craving went away. Uh huh. That instant, God did a work at that moment, and I've never touched anything like that again. All of us was responsible. The baptism pool that you see today, we all dug holes. We dug up the dirt and hauled it out of here. To, and, and the parking lot that you park on is the parking lot we paved and painted over and over again and you have to get to that <laughs> we painted the lines and it should have been painted that way <laughs> we would be here late at night painting and cleaning up and Deacon Irvin and Overseer, they had went out of town, and, and, and Deacon Irvin said, I don't want to see no duck splats when I come right, back. Right, right. By the time they got back, we had stayed up all night shampooing this carpet, <laughs> making sure it was dry. Yes. And thank God that there were certain people that was not there because they loved to tell on us. They love to tell of us. Witness. Oh my God. Tell it. I'm a witness. All of the ministers we have rebuked. Yes, God. All of us got rebuked. Yes, God. On the same weekend. We had went to Pentecost. This was 94. We had went to Pentecost for ministers license. Y'all y'all think, oh, Pastor. No, listen. <laughs> uh, uh This is light compared to what we got. We all went to Pentecost, came back with minister's license, and next Sunday night, none of us was at church. Say, <laughs> for I think one. And we got all of us was in trouble. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm hmm. That was only one of many rebukes <laughs> of being instructed. Sometimes the, the, the thing about the about Overset Irvin is that she would get you and you know you being got. 
Nobody else knew. Oh, bless you, my Lord. My God. When we arrived here, when we arrived here, Elder DeRogin, Sunday School President, Pillar in the Gospel, yes. gave a prophecy yes. and said everyone won't cross over Jordan. Right. I was messed up. Lord, I was scared. All right. You should have been. If you would have heard that prophecy, you would be scared too because everyone did not cross over. Only a few of us crossed over right. and remained. That's right. So that was a spoken word. You know, and so when I look back and, and think about those things. Now we were having service in, in a daycare. Let me ask you to help me to sing a little bit of this. We were having service in a daycare and you know we had a little a little sign on a sign probably was as big as this piece of paper hanging yes, on the sir. fence. <laughs> but there was a sound that was coming out. That's right. And as we was giving God praise, there was a couple that was driving up the street. They were on their way to another service. And they heard us and they said, you know, that sounded like our church. And they made a U-turn and came back and stayed with us for I don't know, was it 10 years or so? Bishop and Mother Carl Sheely would be here and, and working with the, the ministers and overseer and, and helping to put things in order and anointing and, and doing things. But there was a song that he would sing. He said, my mind goes way back. To a little old church by the railroad tracks. It was just a tiny little old place. We used to sing amazing grace. Talking about a good time. Oh, yes. Talking about a good time. Singing, I love Jesus.
Amen. And so they were saying, why aren't you following me? You said I'm your shepherd. That's what you said. But what are you doing? By the time the, the concrete had was laid and cured the bar necessary to, uh, to stand the drive-bys of the enemy, Elder Reese, another pillar, Elder Marie Reese, Amen. And she was over the ways and means. And, and so to me, the ways and means had a, a specific meaning. It had a specific meaning. If you were over ways and means at that time, it was a, it was a uh, not just a, um, a auxiliary, but it was teaching you how to run things. Yes. And, and so when it shifted, uh -huh. when it shifted over, and she retired and moved, it shifted over, and pastor began to take over. And I was like, look at God. Yes. Things were in the, the making. There was a change that was going on. And so Elder Reese taught us how to do acts of kindness. Yes. And establish the pay setters. Right. Yes. And then also uh, funds. When when you look think about offerings, offerings is not something that has to come out of your pocket. Right. You can raise an offering. Mm -hmm. And you can do something extra to raise to have money for an offering. It doesn't necessarily have to come out of your earnings. And, and so, uh, go ahead, look at, look at uh, uh, Chronicles if you want to substantiate what I'm saying. But listen, the Bible says that I sent messengers unto him, this is Nehemiah, saying, I am doing a good work. I'm doing a great work. I'm doing a fantastic work. What I'm doing is fantabulous. Bless your Lord. So that I cannot stop. And you haven't given me a reason to stop what I'm doing. Amen. Each of us should feel that way. That, that there is no reason. There is nothing that can stop me from doing the work that God has for me to do. Amen. And so uh, this is what Nehemiah is saying. I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. I don't have time to waste with you. Your shenanigans don't mean that much to me for me to stop what I'm doing. And so he asked them a question, why? Why should I come down to you? Your reason is not good enough. Your thoughts are not good enough. They do not surpass God. They do not change anything of my thinking that I would want to stop and leave from where I am and come down to where you are so that the work of God should cease. Now, the Ecclesiastes says that whatsoever thy hand find to do, do with all your might. So we have some instructions that have been given to each of us that whatever our hand find to do. Yes. Now, if your hand has not found anything to do, 
then you need to ask somebody. And if your hands have not found anything to do and instructions have been given on what to do, there's no need for you to ask nobody because the instructions have already been given. Amen. And so, uh, whatever your hand finds to do, then you're going to go to the pastor and present it so that it can be blessed. And then, only then, will you do it with all your mind. Are you with me, church? For there is no word nor device nor knowledge or wisdom in the grave whether thou goest. And so I'm reading and reiterating the text that had been given from Nehemiah 6 and Ecclesiastes 9. Now I understand the topic, but now we are you know, willing vessels committed to continuing to work. Now that we have prayed and asked God to strengthen our hands, I would like to submit this thought unto you. It's time to take it up a notch. And God will remember. If you don't mind, just tell somebody that it's time to take it up a notch. We don't need to be in the same place that we was in last year. We don't need to be in the same place that we was in six months ago. We don't need to be in the same place that we was in three months ago. We need to take it up a notch. We need to take it up a notch so that God will remember. Uh, if you're going to impress anybody, impress God. Don't impress that man. Don't impress that woman. But impress God. He's the only one that has testified and said that, that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I won't cheat on you. Bless the Lord God. But I'll be there. I'll be faithful to you. Thank you, Lord God. I'll answer you before you even call. Or before you have sent a text. Before you have picked up a phone. Before you have prayed. God has said, baby, here I am. Thank you, Lord. So if you're going to impress anybody, impress God. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to take it up a notch. Thank you, Lord. All of us can take it up. Like with any other change or growth, there will be some discomfort. Amen. And so many times I've been telling the saints that, uh, that when you ask God to bless you, that means that there may be some discomfort. Yeah. You know, Sarah and Abraham was like, Lord, we haven't had a baby. You know, we've gone through all the motions. You know, ain't nothing happened. Amen. When Sarah got pregnant, she was 90 years old. That was not very comforting. Oh, bless the Lord. And, and so when we talk about uh, being a blessing, when we talk about doing things, when we talk about taking it up a notch, it's going to create some discomfort. Uh, you might have been comfortable driving a four-speed transmission. You might have been comfortable driving a, a five-speed transmission, but this morning, this evening, I'm talking to you about an 18-speed. Amen. So we got to take it up a notch. Amen. A tractor trailer has two parts. Amen. It has a trailer. It carries a cargo and, you know, the tractor, which contains the engine itself, or is referred to as a, a semi or 18-wheeler. Yeah. And so uh, I, I won't uh, uh, try to tell you all the dynamics of that because that's not my expertise. Yeah. But one thing I can tell you is that when you see it coming, you get out the way. Yeah. My God. Each of the gears is used to move the vehicle and it's low. 
Amen. So it is uh, what is ultimately powering the truck, causing it to speed up and to slow down and to, to funnel the power of the engine to the wheel. Amen. So it's time to check your tire. It's time to make sure you have the right air pressure so that the engine and the transmission is not working unnecessarily to move the load. A transmission has, has components such as the clutch or the gearbox, the pillar, the shifter, the differential, and the live axle all working in conjunction. Did you hear what I said? I said it's working in conjunction. Amen. To make it all happen. So there ain't no big eyes and little U's. Because we're all working in conjunction to make it happen. So when the driver takes the, uh, decides to take it up a notch, and then the engine, the engine, the engine never looks at the driver and says, slow it down. The transmission never responds back to the engine or to the driver and say, what are they doing? When, they, when it, there's a hill, you know, sometimes we sing a song that, you know, the, the hills are hard to climb, and, and you know, but, but you need to expect that, to know that there's a hill that's going to be there. And then the Bible told us that there would be mountains there. That's why he said, if you speak to the mountain, listen, so that indicates to let you know that the mountain exists. And if there's going to be a time that you got to go up the mountain. Amen. And then there are times that you're going down. You know, you've driven up I-5, you go up the grapevine, you come down the grapevine, and so there is a different speed and a different shifting that must go on. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Bless your Lord. So sometimes we go down into the valley. Amen. And so, but no, at no time does the transmission or the engine look up at the driver and say, what are you doing? Amen. It responds to, to give the optimal, the optimal performance in that moment. Amen. And so over since you taught us that, that, that speed shifting is not going to do it. People will speed shift to try to show off. Amen. We're not showing off here. Amen. They speed shift to put flesh on parade. You know, to go to show, have an expedition of, of how powerful they, they may have boasted their engine and, and what type of transmission that they might have. But, but she taught us that this race is not given to the swift. But you need to understand that this is a marathon. Amen. And so he said, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Amen. No, the battle to the strong. It don't matter, amen, how strong you think you are. It don't matter how many people you have because God took 300 and he did what? He won the battle. Bless the Lord God. He won the battle with those that was willing to get down on their knees. Those that were not went home with the women and children. Even those that got down on their knees they didn't just get that. They did stuck their nose into the water. Oh, you got to be willing to stick your nose and stick your face in it. Oh, not only did they stick their face in it, but they began to lap like dogs. And then somebody said, well, wait a minute. I'm a general. I'm a sergeant. I'm a lieutenant. I, you know, I, I'm too big for that. I'm too strong for that. Come on. Why in the world would I want to lap like a dog? Amen. And so they got up and went home, too. But those that lack, bless your Lord Jesus, those are the ones that God
God. And so it doesn't matter how many someone may have, the battle is not to the strong. Nehemiah was faced with a dilemma while in the presence of the king. You see, in the presence of the king is supposed to be the assurance of joy. Yes. You know, in the presence of the king is supposed to be some peace. In the presence of the king is supposed to be tranquility. And so there was a, the atmosphere is supposed to be all is well. And as the king cut bear, his responsibility was to ensure the king's safety. So any form of sadness was a red flag. And Nehemiah did his best to maintain his composure. He did his best not to show that he was hurting on the inside. He did his best to show that he was not impacted by the news and the concerns of the saint. But it began to leak out. You know, what's in you is going to come out. Whether it is right is going to come out. If it's wrong, it's going to come out. And so his sadness began to leak out. Concerns about the church's well-being. Concern about the safety of everyone. Not just those in his immediate presence, but all those that he knew. The Bible said he sat down and cried. He became distressed. Yeah. He became despondent. Wait a minute, distressed, despondent, depressed. That's not church folks. Folks yeah. in church don't get depressed. Folks in church don't become despondent. Folks in church don't get filled with anxiety. Church and folks don't get sad. Church folks, the devil is a liar. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Come on and give God some praise. I know I'm saying something here. God bless the Lord Jesus. Nehemiah was feeling despondent. He was feeling all messed up and, and what am I going to do? And, and so the Bible said that he began to fast. He began to pray. He began to seek the Lord. And you, when you don't know what to do, even when you're doing it, you need to pray. You need to fast. You need to seek the Lord. When your tears are swelling up, when your eyes are swelling up with tears, you need to fast. You need to pray. But I don't want to fast. That's still a time to fast. Oh, but I don't want to pray. You may, you may think you're not praying, but, but when you say, I don't want to pray, and then you say, oh, Lord, you're praying. Oh, oh bless the Lord. standing still in the Lord and you're not moving to the right or to the left. You're not allowing yourself to be overwhelmed when you just break down but you're just crying out to the Lord so I'm just going to lay down because I don't know what else to do. Sometimes we just don't know what to do. Bless your Lord God. I believe that if old Sarah was here, she would say that, yeah, there were some days that I just didn't know what to do. I thought she would go home and, and talk to our, our gospel father, Deacon Urban, and, and, and he would sit there and she said that sometimes she would talk to him and she was looking for an answer. He would he would just say, well, Blanche. <laughs> oh, bless your Lord God. Because she didn't know what to do. Um, and he may come back an hour or two later and give her some words of wisdom that he received. But listen here.
The Bible said he sat down, he cried, he was distressed, and he prayed, and he sought the Lord. And, and you know, and because of the anxiety, and because of all uh, that was going on, like as overseer, and, you know, and like the pillar of that day, and even the pillar of today, amen, passing and, and, and praying. Because, see, sometimes when, when the fast is called, When the fast is being called, you got to understand, pastors are looking at the foundation. And they may be looking at the, the Bible, Jesus talked to, to, the, to, the, uh, to the Pharisees and then he said, you know, y'all can discern the sky. You can read the clouds and, you know, and you know when the wind's about to blow and you know the weather and everything, you know, but you don't discern anything else. Come on, come Whereas the pastor is discerning and seeing that what is about to come and call for a fast. Everybody fast. I heard on the other night when she said, well, we're fasting to two o'clock today. Today. And then I said, amen. Uh-huh. All right. Listen. Don't publish what you're dealing with on social media. Don't publish it on social media. Why in the world do you want to do that? And God said, cast your cares upon me. He didn't say cast it on TikTok. He didn't say cast it on Facebook. He didn't say cast it on Instagram or any other place. He said cast it on me. Now, if you have to, if you're going to, then make sure that you fasted, you prayed, the situation has been resolved, you've taken it to the pastor, the stamp it and approve it, and the pastor said it is of God, then you can post it. I know that's next when some folks are like, I gotta go to the pastor and ask the pastor for permission. Let me be nice and not say it any other way because the pastor watches for your soul. Yeah. And if you don't want them to watch for your soul, then tell them. Tell them. Take that burden off of them. And go on and do what you want to do. But if they're watching for your soul, then you ought to respect that and allow them to do it. Once Nehemiah received permission from his boss and his boss's boss, uh-huh, because the Bible said the king and the queen was sitting right next to the king. Don't think that the king was not communicating with his queen. Don't think there was no body language going on that that, that, that she didn't have a say so or a whisper in his ear about Nehemiah. It's interesting to note that the Bible brings this up, the conversation of the king. And the king said unto me, with the queen sitting by him. You can't ignore that because the Bible says she was sitting there for a particular reason. And so how long shall the journey be? 
And when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me and set him a time. Set him a time. Set him a time. You need to know and understand you are working with a time element. And this shifting, you need to understand that you don't just jump in and start shifting gears, but there is a time that you hear the engine. And you shift. You hear the engine and you shift. Bless you, Lord God. And so we're working with a time element. You know, this points out to us because we live under the assumption. So many are assuming that I have time instead of understanding that time has me. Let me say that again. For years, I've lived under the assumption that, well, I have time. And then I begin to realize that time had me. But that time has you. You see time has you every time you look in the mirror. And you realize that I'm salt and pepper now. You know, we have something new. We say, well, we're platinum. And, you know, so I'm going to score my platinum in black hair. You know, so we've given, instead of saying that it's great, it's platinum now. We even go and get it all braided up into being platinum. You know, it's not to show it that it's salt and pepper. You know, realizing, not realizing that it's that time has us in its grip. And, and so we have to understand that, that time has me. Amen. And so the Bible says, and there is not, there is an appointed time to man upon the earth. And his days are numbered, and he's yes. nothing but a hierarchy. We're living on borrowed time. Yes, yes. Life is a temporary assignment. Yes, Amen. And so therefore, understanding that, then I know that I have to take it up a notch. The psalmist said, I will take the cup of salvation, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. He said that I will pay my vow unto the Lord now. I'm not going to wait until tomorrow because tomorrow may not come. And yesterday is gone and I can't reach back into yesterday and undo or do what I did not do. And so I'm going to pay my vows unto the Lord right now. That's what we have to do. We have to take it a notch, take it up a notch right now in the presence of all his people. The Bible tells us that the presence is the sight uh, of the Lord when, we, when he looked at the death of his saints. Amen. Meaning that they have given God something to remember. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Because I willingly took the cup and I drink from it. Are you willing to drink from the cup this afternoon? I am willingly calling upon the name of the Lord. Are you willing to call upon him this afternoon? I'm going to take it up a notch by paying my vows in the presence of those that matter, the saints of God. Nehemiah would not be satisfied with the status quo. The theme says we're continuing, but if there is not a progression, all of it becomes a status quo. Meaning I showed up and I sat in service. I showed up and I sung the same old song. I showed up and I even danced the same old dance. I showed up and I spoke in the same old tongues. I showed up and I read the same old scripture. I showed up with the same old testimony. I showed up 
as if God never showed up and showed out. Bless your Lord God. I cannot settle for status quo. Amen. I believe the late Overset Black Church and, and Pastor Miller today is concerned that we don't maintain the status quo, but that we take it up a notch. Amen. And the question is, are you willing to take it up? God is calling for a few folks. A few folks that's willing to say yes. Yes, Lord, I'm going to take it up. Yes, Lord, I'm going to share you. I'm tired of being in first gear. I'm going to move on into second gear. I'm tired of being in second gear. I'm going to move on into third gear. Third gear is used for that slow and steady pace. That severe circumstances require consistency. I'm going to be consistent in what I do for the Lord. I'm going to be consistent in my drive. I'm going to be consistent in the ministry. I'm going to be consistent in singing that song. I'm going to be consistent in giving God my all and giving him my whole heart. It don't matter where I am because for God I live and for God I die. Oh, bless the Lord God. Bless 
you ain't nothing but a thief and a robber. Listen here. Sam Dowling and Gershon tried four times. Then they tried to slander my name. It is not the number of times, nor the slander as much as it as me or you giving it undivided attention. No means no. What part of no don't you understand? But because the objective is to kill, steal, and destroy, there's no surprise to those uh, contagious expectations. Uh, our responsibility is to take it up a notch, to stay and, and not stay in the same old gear. He sent false prophets. Yes. Sabell and Tobiah and they, they went out and hired some false mechanics. But the Bible said that, and, that he perceived that they were, uh, that, that God had not sent them. And he, as they pronounced prophecies against him, that they, Tobiah and, and Sabell had hired them to try to make him afraid, to make him sin, to make them try to give an evil report, uh, a reproach against him. So they, they paid. They even paid a young lady to come. They paid a prophetess. Lord God. And the rest of the prophets. That they might promote fear. But listen here. The Bible said it came to pass. That when all our enemies heard thereof. Oh bless the Lord. When all our enemies heard that and saw what it was being learned about. They began, they, they were cast down in their own house. The fear that overwhelmed them. And they saw that the work was of God. You see, it came to pass in 1989 when our enemies heard that the church was being established. They began to say it won't last. They began to say it won't last a year. They began to talk about it. They sent in spies. They sent in folks to try to bring it down, to spy out the land. But my God, some of them have come and gone. Some of them is dead in the grave. And it came to pass in 2018 when all our enemies heard and the heathens, but they were cast down. They perceived that the work is of God. It came to pass in 2019, in 2020, in 2021, in 2022, and the enemy still ain't had enough. Listen here, we gonna take it up a notch, because God is gonna remember. He's gonna remember what we do. God's gonna look. He's already looking. He's already written it down. The Bible said, those that fear the Lord, often spake one to another. So excuse me. Uh, listen here. Excuse me. If I talk so much about Jesus that it gets on your nerves. You got a problem. I want to hear about the goodness of God. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. I'm going to make my boast in the Lord and talk about what he's done. How he saved my soul. Lord Jesus, how I'm running for my life, 
and I don't plan on stopping. Uh, my God, uh, matter of fact, uh, I'm going to strengthen my run uh, and run a little faster. Uh, going to take it up a notch. Uh, bless your name, Jesus, uh, because God deserves it. Uh, he deserves it. Uh, it might seem laborious, uh, but God deserves it. Uh, it might seem maintained, uh, but you got to maintain. Uh, you got to prepare. Uh, you got to do the work. Uh, Nehemiah wasn't just praying, uh, but he did the work. Sometimes it seems like you're, you're the only one that, that's doing the work. And yet, do we get tired? And you have to press past the tiredness. To get the work done. Yes, you do. Sometimes there's stuff in our heart and we, we can't even share it with everybody. That's right. All right. We can't tell everybody about it. That's right. We just have to go ahead and, and keep just praying like me and my dad. He said, I, I went up to look at the gates. Bible students understand those gates yes, yes, yes. have meaning to them. Yes. Those gates have meaning to them. And those gates have meaning at the coming of the Lord. That's right. But listen, the work. Sometimes is there was things that, as much as overseer loved us and shared different things with us, there were some things that she pondered in her heart that she could not share. Bless your Lord. That's right. So she would just pray about it. That's right. Sometime, paysetters came about because it was something she was pondering in her heart. And Elder Reese went to her and told her about paysetters. And she said, yes, that was in my heart. Uh-huh. As you take it up a notch. Come on, preacher. As you shift from first and second and into third. And I know I didn't go to fourth and fifth because those are different. Gears. We're not doing that. But, but just stay right here. Get, get the third gear. Uh-huh. Then you'll see some things. That's right. Yeah. And as you see those things, you're going to go to the pastor. Come on, man. Come on. And notice I keep directing you to the pastor. Come on. Because you want the blessing of the pastor. Yes, you do. You can't go wrong with the blessing of the pastor. You can't go wrong with that. And so as you take it up a notch, you're going to take that. And God's going to give you what you need and what you need to see or an option of what needs to be done. Bless your name, Jesus. If you don't mind, just come on and give God some praise. Come on and thank you for this Thank you, Jesus. 